In episode 13 of the Well-Led Schools podcast, we'll be exploring a few definitions of well-being and I'll introduce what are known as the eight dimensions of well-being. You'll also have the opportunity to take a pulse check on how your own well-being is traveling as you listen along. This is a special school holiday episode for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Well-Led Schools with Adrienne Hornby. On this podcast, we talk about all things staff well-being, school culture, and leadership. Join me for incredible and rich conversations with a range of experts who will give you tips, tricks, and inspiration to best support the well-being of the staff in your school and yourself. I'm your host, Adrienne Hornby, a health and wellbeing consultant and former school leader. I partner with schools across Australia to tailor and embed staff wellbeing action plans aimed at addressing staff burnout and building positive working environments. This episode is brought to you by our signature Well-Led Schools Partnerships a 12-month program that brings leaders and staff together to create a shared vision for their school and empowers them to create an action plan that leads to needle-moving changes in school culture and morale. Doors to our partnerships open only once per term. Stay updated on program openings and sign up for the waitlist at adriannehornby.com.au forward slash school hyphen partnerships. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Well-Led Schools podcast. As a health and well-being consultant, my focus, of course, is to teach schools and individuals that caring for our well-being is fundamental, and it actually goes beyond basic self-care measures or just eating a salad for lunch here and there. In this upcoming multi-episode series, we'll actually be covering off on exactly what it means to tend to the multiple dimensions of our own well-being as educators, but also strategies for how to support those that we lead and work alongside, and ultimately how to influence the students that we teach and work with. And with this broader understanding of our well-being, I hope that we can take actions that are truly impactful and supportive of our needs and our health. Over the next few weeks, I'll be bringing you a series of episodes where I'll be interviewing expert guests on those multiple dimensions of well-being, but particularly on their specialty In today's episode, I'll be giving you a brief introduction to what well-being actually is and what those different multiple dimensions are that that actually encompass our well-being. Today, you'll also be given the opportunity to check in with how you're faring across those eight different dimensions and identify which areas might actually need a little TLC. From here, I'm then going to encourage you to tune into the upcoming episodes. I'll be running two a week for the next few weeks on those varying dimensions. But in particular, I do hope that you tune into the ones that you've identified might require your additional attention. I really thought that this could be an excellent way to spend your school holidays, taking some time for you. 
to learn about the multiple ways that you can support yourself and even your staff and your students as you gear up for term two. Why this series? Well, if we're not attuned to the multiple areas of our well-being and if we're not supportive of them, it can lead to experiences of chronic stress, burnout or impacted mental health, which are, of course, detrimental for our overall health and well-being. And that's exactly what happened to me. So for those of you who haven't tuned into episode one and heard all about my story, you might not know that at just 30 years of age, after a turbulent life of stress, trauma, grief, and loss, I hit absolute rock bottom and my body began to shut down. I was burnt out, anxious, depressed, but scarily, I realized that I was unable to conceive naturally after the big stress fest that had been my life up until that point. Now, on a journey to heal myself, my body and my fertility, I started to learn about health and well-being through engaging with many books, studies and podcasts. And in just one year, I taught myself a range of skills and strategies, and they were the ones that I desperately needed to improve my health and well-being and finally get what I want, which was to fall pregnant. Now, since this time, I've made it my mission to support others, to fill their toolkits, to find practical ways to address their health and well-being, not just to fall pregnant, (laughs) of course, but to feel better in their life and particularly to feel better in work and re-engage with their career as educators. I'm really excited to share with you a concept and a strategy that you can add to your toolkit, which enables you to audit those various dimensions of your wellness. Something that I've learned after working with many clients is that supporting our well-being is such a complicated construct, mostly because the concept of well-being is so subjective to the person who experiences it. So what makes one person feel happy and well might not actually be the winning formula for the next person. And put simply, the Oxford Dictionary actually defines well-being as the state of being comfortable, healthy, and happy. But I really do think that it actually goes further than this. You know, well-being is not just the absence of disease or illness or mental health concerns. It's a complex combination of up to eight different codependent dimensions. So these dimensions are emotional, physical, occupational or career, social, spiritual, intellectual, environmental, and financial. Now, if any one of these dimensions is neglected over time or if we're more dissatisfied with it, it's going to adversely affect one's health, well-being, and quality of life, likely, not always, but (laughs) it has the potential to do that. Now, the research tells us that the more dimensions of our well-being that we are satisfied with or that we feel like we're thriving in, the higher our feelings of well-being are likely to be. So depending on our life experiences, upbringing, life circumstances or influence of others around us, we will put an emphasis on which areas mean more to us dependent on that. 
So what that means is for one person, they might value their financial security more than the next, maybe because they struggled with money growing up. So what can happen is that if any stage this person isn't as satisfied with their finances at any stage, their discontent or stress about this dimension may begin to impact other areas of their well-being, like their emotional state as they worry about their future, their career, if they're not earning enough, or their social wellness as they pull away from their network to save money. Can you see here how interrelated the different dimensions are? Understanding, attending to, and balancing out each of these dimensions is one of the best things that we can do for ourselves. So one way that we can do this is by doing a quick pulse check regularly to see how we're feeling, what might be impacting our feelings of well-being, and where we can then proactively go about doing, learning, or developing skills in that area. This is all in the attempts to, of course, feel better and more resilient, and it's a great way to feel in control of our health and well-being. You see, another of the many definitions that I like when it comes to well-being is one from Dodge, Daly, Hoyton and Sanders in 2012. They highlighted that well-being is, and I quote, the balance point between an individual's resource pool and the challenges that they face. So what this definition emphasizes that I like is that while it's essential to recognize the multiple dimensions of your well-being and which require attention, you must also develop tools, systems, and strategies to address these. And this might require the support of someone more experienced or specialized in this area. So it's not just about the recognition, it's also about those positive interventions to support you. And that's very positive psychology focused as well. So this activity that I'm going to take you through is the pulse check reflective practice. And it's an important skill that I want to teach you because it's something that you can do anytime from anywhere and it takes just five minutes. Now, the school holidays is the perfect time to do this as we have a little bit more space, ability to reflect and problem solve as we're not in the thick of the school term, which is exactly why I wanted to introduce it now at this time of the year. Now, all you're going to need now is a piece of paper and a pen or simply the notes section in your phone. So as I explain each dimension of well-being today, I want you to write it down and even prompt yourself with a little reminder of what this dimension means. And I then want you at the end of each section to rate on a scale of one to five, just how satisfied you are with this area. So a one would indicate that you're not satisfied with this dimension of your well-being, and it certainly requires your attention. And a five would indicate that you're very satisfied with this area of your well-being. All right. Are you ready? Let's start first with emotional well-being. Ultimately, this domain is your knowledge and skills to identify your personal feelings and the ability to successfully handle and manage those emotions. When you're emotionally well, 
you're more capable of processing your emotions by using healthy coping strategies and mechanisms and you're going to be more likely to see yourself in a more positive light and be resilient in the face of stress. So pulse check here. On a scale of one to five, how satisfied are you with your emotional wellness? Next, we have your physical well-being. This dimension includes all areas of health that relate to the physical aspects of the body, such as your nutrition, exercise, lifestyle, your overall health status, so are you free from illness or injury, uh, use of substances, and more. Prioritizing your physical wellness involves taking a proactive approach to your health instead of waiting until your health deteriorates and then taking a reactive approach or you're reliant on intervention methods. Pulse check. On a scale of one to five, how satisfied are you with your physical health? Next, we're going to move into occupational or career well-being. This dimension encompasses all aspects of well-being related to your personal satisfaction with your job or career. This is actually a big one at the moment. So people with higher career well-being are more than twice as likely to be thriving in their lives overall. Did you know actually that my job and my manager are two of the strongest links to overall feelings of well-being? So a good sense of career or occupational well-being would, of course, be satisfaction and enrichment with your career, high morale when you're at work, feeling like you've got opportunities to develop professionally and develop and excel in your career, uh, and you feel like that's being attended to. So pulse check. How satisfied are you with your career well-being dimension? Social wellness is next. It links to all aspects of our well-being around our social connections, relationships, and personal expression uh, amongst these groups. It's about how we feel in our current network and the value that they add to our overall lives. Now, social wellness helps us to develop a sense of connection, belonging, and of course, a well-developed support system. After all, if you think about it, social support is one of the most fundamental human needs as we are social beings. We, we, you know, have always, since the beginning of time, lived, worked, and moved in groups. So it makes a lot of sense that this is a big aspect of our well-being. Pulse check on a scale of one to five. How would you rate your attention to your social well-being? Next, we move into spiritual well-being. So this is all aspects of well-being pertaining to the search for purpose and meaning in life. This may include the belief in a higher power, but doesn't have to be aligned with a religion per se. So in a nutshell, it's the understanding that you have of yourself what you'll put on this earth to do and what your goals and values are and ultimately the impact that you want to make. So pulse check on a scale of one to five, 
how would you rate your spiritual well-being? Then we have intellectual wellness. So this is all around how you tend to your brain health and growth via thought-provoking mental activities. So this could involve learning something new, reading, engaging in self-guided or structured activity. Pulse check. How satisfied are you with your spiritual wellness on a scale of one to five? Almost there. Our environmental well-being actually includes how connected we feel to the environment, including our contributions to things like sustainability, could even include recycling, looking after the earth, but it also takes into account how comfortable we feel in the environment in which we live, including in our own home and our connection to our local community. Pulse check on a scale of one to five, how well do you attend to your environmental well-being? And finally, we have our financial wellness. This is associated with, of course, everything finance related. So including your knowledge and skills of financial planning, managing your expenses and financial future. So worry or anxiety about debt, money and bills can compromise our feelings of well-being. So this can be addressed with planning, support and guidance from relevant professionals in this area, for example. Pulse check. How satisfied are you with your financial well-being? So there you have it, a quick review of the eight different dimensions of your well-being. How are you faring? Are there any dimensions of your well-being that you're less satisfied with? Are there only one or two? Or are there quite a few that might require your focused attention? Research out of Gallup in 2021, actually the book Wellbeing at Work, it's such a good one, indicated that the more dimensions that require our attention – the more likely we are to experience mental health challenges and burnout, which is ultimately stress experienced consistently over time that's unmanaged. Another question for you to ponder here is whether some of the lower rated areas might be influencing other dimensions of your well-being. Perhaps your impacted emotional well-being is influencing your physical well-being or your career well-being might be influencing your financial well-being and so on. Now, this exercise today is designed to help you recognize which areas of your well-being could be leading to unhappiness, stress, or even dissatisfaction in your life. From here, I suggest you choose just one or two areas that, if attended to, would make the biggest difference to your overall feelings of well-being. I want you to think about what actions you could take to address this area or the areas and then questions around who is a professional or an expert who you could seek advice and strategies from. If if it's your finances, perhaps a financial planner would have some practical and step-by-step frameworks you could follow. Or is there someone in your life who seems to do well in an area that you could get ideas from? So if you're looking to improve your physical health and your nutrition, 
Do you know a friend who could give you ideas for making good food work with a family and on a budget, for example? And finally, what do you need to learn about in order to focus on this area? Where our attention goes, our focus flows. So I suggest exploring books, podcasts, and bookmarks and blogs on this area to grow your knowledge. So if emotional well-being is an area of focus for you, for example, you could dive into books like The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama or The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. They're two of my favorites. You'll notice that the strategies I've actually suggested are also attending to your intellectual, social, and spiritual well-being too. Don't forget they're all interconnected and we can be really smart in linking them. A well-being pulse check is an excellent way to take back control of how you're feeling. It's simple and it helps you to strategize and plan ways to help yourself to seek support from others and to choose a more proactive approach to cope and thrive when life gets challenging and even when it feels like it's going well. Just a reminder that over the upcoming weeks, I'll be interviewing a range of expert guests on some of these dimensions of our well-being. These episodes are all designed to give you not only personal strategies for managing your own well-being, but also tips that you as school leaders can use to more expertly support staff members who may be struggling with a particular area of their well-being. Caring for your well-being goes beyond just practicing self-care with a bubble bath. It involves attending to all of the different areas of your life that impact your feelings of well-being. It's been a while in the works, but I wanted to announce that our online course, A Roadmap to Better Wellbeing, takes participants on a journey of understanding stress from a multidimensional perspective and will guide them through creating their own pathway to well-being that's personalized. Throughout the modules, and they're very short, easy to digest modules, I promise, you know, I work with teachers all the time, (laughs) you'll find videos, short activities and resources with simple, easy to implement strategies that you can incorporate into your personal and your professional life, as well as ideas and practices that you can use with your students. What's included in the course? Well, there's 15 short modules that you can work through at your own pace, downloadable resources and worksheets, educational and instructional videos, practical wellbeing promoting strategies that you can begin implementing right away, but more importantly, the opportunity to develop your own personalized wellbeing action plan for you to use in your life and at work if you wish. And you'll get uh, ongoing access to all of the course content and materials. To learn more about the course and register, please visit adriannehornby.com.au forward slash wellbeing hyphen course or just visit my website or check out the show notes for really quick access today. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure you stay well. Thanks so much for listening to Well-Led Schools. I look forward to connecting with you at adriannehornby.com.au. Here you can get in contact with me, learn more about my approach and join my mailing list. I'm Adrienne Hornby. 
Thanks again for your time and stay well.